Hi, if you don't know me, as uh, John said, my name's Dan. I'm a regular worshipper here at All Souls, my family. Um, I think, have we got some stuff for the kids? We've got some sheets at the back. So if you've got small kids, there's some, some sheets activities at the back. Feel free to, to go and grab them. I think my kids are waiting to hear that. Um, uh, yeah, as John said, Joe's away uh, on holiday, so I'm afraid it's the B team doing the sermon this week. But um, he will be back. He's back next week, isn't he? So, uh, you know, normal service will resume. Um, so going back to that reading, there's, there's a lot going on there. It's a very long reading, but I think the one thing that really uh, jumps out to me from that account is uh, the word change. The apostles were uh, living through a time of amazing change. They were seeing explosive growth in the church, uh, miracles, persecution, a load of drama. Uh, everything was happening thick and fast. And change in many ways, is the, or is a, a clarion call you see throughout the entire Bible, both to be changed uh, and to be changed. Uh, you know, all the way back uh, to, to, to Moses, who had a life-changing encounter with God at the burning bush and overcame these incredible feelings of uh, fear and inferiority uh, to lead the Israelites out of bondage in Egypt to freedom in the promised land changing the course of an entire nation or Elijah who who literally said I've had enough you know let me die but then heard the whisper of Mount of God at Mount Horeb and challenged the evil and corrupt King Ahab or or Isaiah who, who called out Israel's sins of rebellion and pride and idolatry called for change but he was also massively changed he had this prophetic connection with the coming Messiah, and among other things, foresaw that he would proclaim good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, bring freedom to the captives, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Or, or the prophet Jeremiah, who said to God, I don't know what to say, I'm too young, but was told, go to everyone I send you to, say whatever I command you, don't be afraid of them, for I'm with you and I'll rescue you. And, and from this sort of you know, life-changing encounter with God, he then faithfully carried God's message of change, calling God's people to turn from their ways and turn back to God. Or, or Daniel, who, who fostered a, a life of simple obedience and dedication to God, but found himself in a place where he could chastise the powerful ruler Belshazzar, calling truth to power, telling him that God had judged him and would divide up his kingdom. Or or Esther, who fasted for three days uh, with her community, and then her bravery literally stopped genocide in its tracks. Or, or, and this is the last one, I promise you. Well, it's kind of. uh, Or Nehemiah, who after connecting with God through mourning and fasting and prayer, led a spiritual revival and, and, and a physical change, literally rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And I've just picked some of my favorites uh, in the Bible. But the Bible is just littered with accounts of people who, in one way or another, heard the call of God to be changed and to be changed. And, you know, if you would just open the Bible anywhere, randomly, stick your finger in, the chances are you'll find some version of this story. 
whether it's John the Baptist who pulled no punches with his radical sermons and came to prepare the way for Jesus, or the Magi who were drawn across the world to visit the newborn Christ, to Jesus himself who echoed the words of the prophet Isaiah declaring his mission was to proclaim good news to the poor, freedom for the captive, sight for the blind, freedom for the oppressed, change. Or Zacchaeus who met with Jesus was changed and then became the change using his resources to right his wrongs. Or the disciples who heard the simple offer, come, follow me, and become fishers of men. Come and be changed. Come and be changed. Or Saul, who had a life-changing encounter with God on the road to Damascus. It's where we get the saying of Damascus road experience. He literally changed his name to Paul and changed from being a not-so-nice persecutor of Christians to one of, or maybe the most prolific Christian author and teacher in history. And so it's from a place of being changed that we can truly effectively be changed. And whoever we are, wherever we are, whatever has happened, whatever we may think of ourselves, this offer is open to us. It isn't something for special people. It's something for all people. It's something for, if you like, all souls. And many of, many of the people in the long list that I rattled through earlier uh, were deeply flawed, were deeply insecure, often with a, a checkered history. But they all had one thing in common. They heard this call of God to be changed. They connected with God and became part of his plan for change in the world. And whilst this call to be changed and to be changed stretches backwards, it goes forward as well with individuals like Martin Luther, Martin Luther King, Francis of Assisi, Mother Teresa, Desmond Tutu, William Wilforce, and more, more too many to mention. And it's, I think it's really great and helpful to reflect on the inspiring stories of individuals throughout history who have been changed by God and been incredible agents of change, but it's absolutely crucial that this doesn't become something um, intimidating or overwhelming. And, you know, I'm not expecting you to hear this sermon, leave the church, and tomorrow you fix climate change, eradicate global poverty and see an end to all war. Um, if anyone can do that, that'd be great, but I, I don't think that's the expectation. The, the, the kind of the on-ramp to being change is easy, it's accessible, and all it takes are really simple concepts that anyone can do, like kindness, forgiveness, humility. The prophet Micah uh, describes it like this. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Now, 
as I've talked uh, about lots of people who were changed and became part of God's plan for change and did all these amazing things, let me tell you uh, about someone who did uh, the opposite. Uh, let me tell you about a time I did the opposite. Uh, recently, I was in a meeting where an important decision had to be taken that would affect uh, a lot of people's lives. During and prior to the meeting, I'd argued for a particular course of action uh, that I thought was right. And in that meeting and afterwards, on more than one occasion, another decision maker who held a very different view to me publicly criticized me and insulted me. And uh, I was livid. Uh, and I was upset. And I met force with force. Strongly arguing back with him, criticizing him. And afterwards, going around telling other people how unfair, out of order, and inappropriate this person had been. And these kinds of interactions are common within the culture of, of the organization. Backstabbing, talking not so nicely about other people, and frankly maneuvering for power and status. And in that moment, I, I had an opportunity to, to be changed. I had an opportunity. I could have made a countercultural choice. I could have shown mercy and humility, um, but I didn't. Because, because being changed and being change are not one-off singular events. They're part of a consistent rhythm. And the opportunities exist daily. And whilst I know there's many times in my life when I've got that right, I know there's times when I've fallen short. That's what we're talking about with repentance. I know there's times when I've been a less than perfect colleague, a less than perfect father, a less than perfect friend, a less than perfect Christian, a less than perfect husband. And the same is true for Peter, who in that, in that reading, he had this moment of immense bravery and steadfastness. In verse 29, he risked his own death. He could have backed down, but he, he, he has these rousing words, we must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. He, he does this kind of barnstorming, brave speech, putting his life on the line. Yet only recently, he displayed the exact opposite attributes. He denied He'd ever known Jesus. He'd shown fear and cowardice. He'd disowned Jesus three times. Now, change can be... Change, in a sense, is, is almost neutral. You know, it can, be, it can be good, it can be bad. Not all change is, is right. And sometimes, even those who start out with uh, good intentions, wanting to change things, can end up in a different place because change is powerful and intoxicating. And when you throw in... Ego, a lust for power or selfishness into the mix, falling away from the, from the right path is in, in really easy and all, all too common. And, and that's why if you want to be change and you want to be the right kind of change, you need to 
be changed. And I don't keep saying it because it's a pleasing intellectual concept or because it's a nice literary or rhetorical flourish. It's, I think it's essential. Being changed and being change are like two scales that sit in perfect balance. You can't be changed properly if you're not being changed. And if you are being changed, it's almost like you can't not be changed. It's like a natural consequence. Jesus put it in a different way in John 15. He said, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Remain in me and if I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you don't remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. So in a bit, we're going to sing some more songs of worship. And um, I'd like to invite you to reflect uh, on two things you can do this week. And you can probably uh, guess what the two things are, as I've said them quite a few times already. But I'd invite you to think of opportunities where you can where you can connect with God and live that, that rhythm, that practice uh, of being changed. It might be reading your Bible. It might be spending some time in prayer. Or, or it might be simply reflecting whilst you walk the dog or something else. It's completely different for everyone. But as well as that, ask God to show you opportunities in this coming week where you can be changed. And they're everywhere. They're in your home, they're in your workplace, they're at the pub, a simple act, interaction with a stranger, or even a change uh, that you might feel convicted to make in your personal life. So before we sing again, let's just take 30 seconds in silence and let's just reflect on this coming week, how we can connect with God, find an opportunity to be changed, and also ask him, to show us this coming, coming week places where we too can be changed.